Good morning, Tennessee Valley. This is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, here with my co-host and fellow agitator, David Story. It is Saturday, February 6th, 2021, and we are broadcasting live online and on the radio on WVNN in the Huntsville, Decatur, Athens listening area from Athens, or from the Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union Hall in Birmingham, Alabama. A recording of this program will play tomorrow, Sunday, February 7th, 2021, on the great WGOL in Russellville, Alabama. Today, we have a very exciting show for you. We're going to be talking to two workers in the Amazon facility here in Bessemer, Daryl Richardson and Jennifer Bates, about why they believe unionization is so important. We'll be talking to Michael Foster, Big Mike, a worker organizer with RWDSU from one of the local poultry plants. We'll be talking to the president of this local union, Randy Hadley, and the lead organizer on the campaign, Joshua Brewer. It's going to be a full show about these workers and their struggle for better working conditions and a voice on the job, and we are so excited to bring it to you. All of this on today's Valley Labor Report. So thanks for tuning in, folks. We really appreciate your time. If you want to see what we're up to throughout the week and get our snide quips about the news of the day, then you should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thevalleylaborreport. We're on Twitter at laborreporters. I'm on Twitter at Jacob M underscore A-L. David is on Twitter at Radical Unionist. That's spelled R-A-D-I-C-L Unionist. And if you missed part of the show and want to go back and watch it later, you can search YouTube for The Valley Labor Report and subscribe to our channel. You can go back and watch the full show there, and we uh, clip segments and release them throughout the week. We also upload the program on more than 11 different podcasting apps. So to see if we are on your listening platform of choice, you can go to thevalleylaborreport.transistor.fm slash subscribe. We have a website that you can go to, thevalleylaborreport.org. And finally, if you appreciate our work and want to help us stay on the air, then you can consider throwing us a couple dollars a month on patreon.com slash thevalleylaborreport. One more thing before we start. My union brother, who's in the North Alabama DSA, would absolutely kill me if I forgot to mention this for the second week in a row. Uh, he's at Rocket City QC on Twitter if you want to follow him. Uh, the North Alabama DSA is holding a necessities drive every Saturday, and that means this Saturday too, from 3 to 5 p.m. at the IBEW Local 558 Union Hall on Clinton Avenue, right across from Yellowhammer Brewing in Campus 805 in Huntsville. So if you're in the area and you want to drop off some clothes, some non-perishable food items, blankets, stuff like that, then uh, swing by the IBEW Union Hall right across from Yellowhammer and Campus 805 from 3 to 5 p.m. this Saturday and every Saturday. Follow DSA North Alabama on Twitter for more information. So let's get to the show. Uh, Daryl Richardson, he's a picker at the Amazon facility and a worker on the organizing committee at the Amazon Fulfillment Center uh, here in Bessemer. Jennifer Bates is a learning ambassador and also a member of the organizing committee. Jennifer, Daryl, thank you all so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you'll, you'll want to uh, speak into the mic so that the people can hear you. Uh, <laughs> we thank you for having us. We thank you for having us here. Oh, yeah. We're really appreciative of your time. Um, so, you know, Daryl, we'll start with you since, since you're holding the mic. Uh, why, you know, why was unionization, in, like, what, what was the thing that made you go to the union and say, we want to organize? Well, like I said, I, I, I've been at Amazon for since March, 10 months. And after I got there, I realized it needed to be some changes. So we need, we, need, we need better working environment. We need communication and job security. And I feel like the union can, can do that for us, you know? So I feel like it, it, can, it can be better. It can be better ran the company. And it's, it's just a lot of changes need to happen. Right. Jennifer, what about you? Well, I started working at Amazon May 1st, um, 2020. Um, I was excited when I first got to Amazon because ordering from Amazon and to find out that that um, big uh, company like that is coming to my city. Mm -hmm. 
And it was exciting to be a part of them and use some of the um, the um, work experience that I had to help grow the company. But once I got in there, um, I saw a lot of unorganization, um, a lot of limping. People To be early on uh, a new company, there was too many people limping and, and hurting. And I heard a lot of complaints. You know, it's, it's, it's normal to hear complaints on jobs. You know, sometimes you, you have issues, I don't feel good today, or, or this manager doing this, but it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And to me, to hear a lot and then to go through a lot and uh, a lot of pain, climbing, four, four, uh, you have four floors in there. So instead of building it with, with uh, elevators, you put long stairways. So if you're working on the fourth floor that day, guess what? You're going to have to walk up those stairs all the way up or the third floor. Your, your, the day's changing, not counting um, the amount of time it takes you to go. Um, you have to walk because if you are on the backside, you have to walk all the way up to go to, to break. So to hear a lot of people complaining, it was too much. And to me, it was not just complaint. It was a cry for help. And so um, a few of us talked about it. Daryl contacted the um, the uh, union, and so many people wanted to support. Um, they say we we need it, and most of us who have been part of unions before understood, and that's when it all started. Mm. So. Uh, you talk about the the amount of of area that you have to cover, mm-hmm. and then and then like going to breaks. I'm sure they're 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 really watching y'all's breaks. So mm-hmm. you know when you have to cover this kind of area, are y'all are y'all able to take a full break or take a full lunch and things like that? Uh, you know when you're having to cover this kind of area. Well, it takes a long time to get to the front. We have small break rooms, uh, and right now because of COVID, only like six people can be in a break room. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that they uh, wanted us to do is to bring food that you don't have to heat up. (laughs) And they even put the sign up, bring food that you don't have to heat up, I guess, to cut down on your time. But they gave us like a five-minute, sometimes they give you a five-minute... Jump start. Yeah, Yeah. to get get to break. But you have to rush because you have so far to walk. Yeah. And after working so many long hours... um, your hours, sometimes four or five hours. If you come in early, sometimes you go to break late. Hmm. And I don't think they're right. And we don't even get an extra break for overtime. Yeah. Um, y'all don't get an extra break. Like if you work four hours later, they you all don't get an extra break after that. Well, we actually, it's not four hours. Sometimes it's an hour. Okay. Just, just one hour. And yeah. uh, we only get two breaks out of a 10-hour shift. Two breaks a 10-hour shift. Uh-huh. And, and so... Set the set the stage because there's going to be a lot of people out there listening. We've drove by the factory already, so uh-huh. we know how expansive this place is. Yes, but set kind of fill the people in on the number of people we're talking about in this factory. When you're saying six people per break room, uh, how many people's working on on each shift? Ooh, uh, for each floor. It looks like about a thousand, you know. <laughs> so, I, I may be exaggerating, but it's a lot of people on each people. floor, and this just on the half that I'm on. So you have a whole another half. We have inbound and outbound, which is receiving, and uh, outbound is is everything that's going out. Hmm. Uh, Jennifer, you mentioned something when the one of the first things that you said. You said that some of y'all have been in unions or know know folks about. I know folks who've been in unions, and so you know what it's about. Uh, that's something that folks have have been interested in: is the history of that area. How how do, uh, of this area? How does the history of Birmingham, as it relates to the labor movement and your own experiences, kind of informed your interest in organizing? Well, uh, my experience is that um, once going to HR and they ignore you, uh, you can't get into communication with anybody. Um, when they tell you. Um, if you don't go to break an hour later, your break is changed to an hour later, and someone says, well, um, I need to go to break now. You know, um, my, my legs are hurting. I need to rest. To hear somebody in management say, if you don't go to break then, you don't get a break. Mm-hmm. You know, so people got fired. Not being able to tell their side of the story, some got fired when they shouldn't have gotten fired or gotten fired from not being six feet with management or, or less than six feet or 
they're coming to us and they're not six feet. Mm -hmm. So it was unfair and unbalanced. And then um, uh, the break times. So for me, I know that the union will come in and able to sit down and negotiate with uh, the company. Hey, you know, you the people are giving you a huge commitment. Won't you sit down with us and let's reason together. Give them the same commitment that they're giving you when they come in and Mm -hmm. do a great job. You know, we shouldn't have to uh, work hard or race each other just to get a T-shirt. You know, that should be part of the uniform. Be be good to us and give us give each one of us. Some people leave home, leave work without a shirt because they didn't they didn't reach the number. Only three people got it. So everybody should be rewarded Mm -hmm. uh, for hard work. Right. What about you, Daryl? You know, do you, do you have, it, it, does the, the history of this area or, or, or your experiences, you know, what kind of informed your decision to, uh, to, to the, see organization as important? Well, I feel like organization is important, important when it comes to Amazon because, like I said earlier, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to wake up in the morning, your schedule change. Yeah. Mm. You shouldn't, you, sh- you, sh- you should be able to, to, to go to break have more than have more than two breaks due to whenever they change the schedule. You work 10, 11 hours, you still got two breaks. Mm-hmm. And then the, your break time is so far gapped. I come in at 6.15, depends on which floor I'm on. Like I'm on the fourth floor, my first break ain't until 11.35. Mm-hmm. That's, that's too far. That is a, that's a long time to that's wait. A, that's, a, that's a long yeah. time. Especially whenever they're pushing you, right? The way they're pushing, and, and then from eleven thirty-five, the next break is three thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's too, that's just that's too, too far. Depends on which floor you're on. Like Jennifer said, walking distance. You know, you know, and then they can. To me, they could, if if I'm working ten hours consecutive pushing, mm-hmm. they could they could ro- they could rotate people out to me as half a shift or. A, Put somebody on the and let you do something different. And then if you go to the bathroom, you get doctored. Because you got to scan. Mm-hmm. You got to, if you're not scanning in and in a, in a consistent, you leave your station, got to go to the bathroom, you can't you can't pause your time. Mm-hmm. So so you're telling you're telling us that if y'all go to the bathroom, they're docking y'all's time I mean that's a, that's absolutely insane. That's that's called T O T. Amazing. Time I'll pass. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's really, that's really crazy. And, and uh, we're coming up on a break. So we're going to talk to y'all some more after this break is over. And you've been talking about, you know, some of the issues that y'all have, some of why you wanted to organize. And, and on the other side of the break, uh, I, I, I'm interested in talking about what you reckon will the being in a union will be able to change and what Amazon's been doing. So we'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host, David Story. Uh, we have with us two workers uh, that are um, really integral in organizing the union here at Amazon. We've got Daryl Richardson and Jennifer Bates, both employees, st- uh, you know, both still employees at the Amazon facility. So we're really excited that they have taken the time to talk to us. We've talked about some of the issues that they had uh, coming on Am, uh, uh, coming on and working for Amazon in the last in the last segment. Now I want to touch on, you know, what is it about organizing having a union that you reckon will kind of fix some of those? Issues? Obviously, those aren't all the issues. You know, we could go on for we could spend the whole show on the issues. I'm sure, but but why do you reckon having an ha, uh, being a union will be able to you'll be able to work on some of those issues to make your working conditions better? Well, if 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 we was if we was to vote the union in, I feel like the union can come in and make it better when it comes to job security. I feel like the union could come in better, uh, make it better when it comes to positions, seniority, you know, safety, hmm. you know, and like I said, they when it comes to breaks, you know, give us breaks fairly, because when we when we when we first started. You, they, they let us pick a shift. What, ca- what, what best shift? To, what we want, you know, convenient, convenient for us. Mm-hmm. And so that that schedule is the schedule that we have. That's not the schedule we be going by. Mm-hmm. 
mm. when it comes to breaks. Because every day our break can change depends on which floor you at. But when I when I signed up for the schedule I wore, my schedule for my break time for have been at 10, 10, 15 every day. Hmm. But it ain't like that now. Hmm. And I feel like the union can fix that. So they've unilaterally changed it's what you're saying. Without any input from the workers whatsoever. Right, hmm. exactly. Yeah. Day to day. And 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 I and I think it's important to touch on what Jacob was talking about earlier is you know, this whole thought of the union really, you know, is y'all. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then they, and then on, on when we have our anti-union meetings. They always say, why y'all want a third party to come in here and speak on y'all behalf when y'all got a voice, y'all, y'all got a voice yourself, y'all can speak. The union ain't, ain't, ain't the third party. We, we the union. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Exactly. We, we make it. We, we, we negotiate. The employees negotiate what we want or what we want to fix. It mm-hmm. ain't about the union. The union ain't no third party. It's mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly important. You know, and and that's one of the things that I've heard that Amazon is trying to say is like, oh well you could end up with more, you could end up with less. And it's like, well, you only end up with less if the workers vote to have a contract with less. And, you know, call me like Maybe I have an optimistic view of workers, but I don't think y'all are going to vote for a contract where you've got it worse off than you have it right now, will you? And, 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 and Jacob, since, since, since you just said that, I had an anti-union meeting Thursday, Thursday, and that's that's exactly what I said mm-hmm. when they when when it, when they were stating in there that you could lose your pay, right? Your benefits can go. And I said, you think you you think the union out there that make it worse than it is now? Right. I said, really? Yeah. So I said, the union ain't coming. The union not gonna make it worse. We're not gonna negotiate lower than we were. Right. <laughs> Who does that? So so right. let, let me let me get this straight. They're, they're pushing y'all on your breaks. You have to you have to take your your lost time when you go to the bathroom. But yet, it sounds like you're having a, a, a plenty of time for anti-union meetings. Yes, sir. So, how many anti? Give us an idea of in a in a week what y'all are dealing with, maybe with anti-union meetings, and also possibly, uh, you know, I've heard that they're texting everybody's personal cell phones and things like that. How much time are y'all spending on this anti-union thing? Okay, we get we get emails, we get text messages. Um, about anti-union, you know, like I said, in the break room we have flyers beside the break table. Uh, you go to the you go to the bathroom. They right in front of our stall when we go to the bathroom. You know, it's kind of it kind of get to the point. It's ten a day, and I feel like it's a it's a little bit of harassment now too because it's going too far, mm-hmm. especially when you put it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so, yeah. is that ridiculous? Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So soon as you use the stall, you looking dead dead at it yeah well jennifer i i i was uh i had heard something about the 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 anti-union meetings you know these captive audience meetings that they make you go for do you get the time like do you have to rush to do the same amount of work even though they took 30 minutes from y'all doing that union meeting or or what does that what does that look like you know when you when you've got a you know when you've got an eight or ten or twelve hour shift and they take away 30 minutes for that do you still have to put the same amount of work into seven and a half hours or nine and a half hours that you normally would yes um we're in the i'm in the uh receiving and um what they do is they come in and pick us off the line and say, we're going to a meeting. I didn't, the, the first day, I didn't know where we were going. Someone asked the question, where are we going? We're going to a meeting. So when we got in there, uh, we came back. So they expect us to continue working. Some people uh, went and they left some on the line in the area that I worked in. So, of course, we have to continue to get our rates up. If your rates are not up, they're going to come and tell you, hey, your rates are sudden such. You need to move a little faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the- they, you know, they actually take it, and, and it, and it, it surprises me because you're, 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 you're complaining about rushing back from breaks, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have the time to take us off the line to to teach us about why we shouldn't vote for the union. Right. I mean, that's that that's really amazing. <laughs> they're they're trying to make you make up for the time that they're taking from you mm-hmm. to to you know, like you know, fill your head with lies, basically. Mm-hmm. What has you know? 
how are the workers reacting to to the to the campaign that that Amazon the anti union campaign that that Amazon is pushing and how are they reacting a lot to of the them, union campaign? Yes, a lot a lot of them are excited about it, but they can't stop most of the time uh, getting off work because uh, we're so tired. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them say, you know, they want to talk, they want to be able to sit down and have meetings with the with the union because they have questions too. Mm-hmm. You know, since they, we hear one side, we want to hear the other side too, and a lot of them are very excited about the union. You know, um, it's to the point where you know you have some people who are afraid to lose their job, so they're not going to say mm-hmm. anything. And that's where we come in at those of us who are who have a little boldness and not intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, we may lose our job. They may, you know, we don't we don't know, mm-hmm. you know. But um, our stance is to be able to have a seat at the table mm-hmm. and talk to um, Amazon. Since they didn't hear us, that's where the union comes in. We're united together to say yeah. we come to you, Amazon, and that's where. Uh, RWDSU come into play, you know, uh, for the work that we have yeah. to do, the, we need more, more pay. I think, I think mm-hmm. we deserve better pay for the work. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a fantastic place to end it on. Thank y'all so much for talking mm-hmm. to us. Thank uh, you. We're going to have some more with some folks here at RWDSU in Birmingham. Going to be talking to Big Mike, one of the local poultry plant workers with RWDSU on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. This is the Valley Labor Report. All right, folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host, David Story. Now with us, we have uh, Michael Foster, Big Mike. He is a, uh, he's a member of RWDSU. He is actually the vice president of the uh, RWDSU local uh, representing the poultry plant workers at Wayne Farms up in Decatur, up in our area. So hometown if, boy. Hometown, that's right, that's right. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all ever in that, uh, in that plant want something to listen to on a Saturday morning, make sure you turn the radio on to us and then cut it right off after we go off the air. <laughs> but, uh, That'll but work. Man, brother, we, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, brother. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I mean, I don't, I don't mind at all. Well, so... You know, you are really, you have kind of become the face of RWDSU worker organizers here in, uh, at, at this Bessemer organizing drive. Why, you know, why have you come down from, all the way from Decatur, up where we're at, mm-hmm. all the way down to Bessemer mm-hmm. and spending so much time organizing workers that you, you, you know, that, that ain't, you know, th- those aren't folks in your plant. It's mm-hmm. not going to affect mm-hmm. your pay. Why mm-hmm. in the world are you spending so much time helping these folks? I mean, sometimes you have to uh, do things that's not about you. Mm. I mean, sometimes uh, things are just bigger than you and I. And uh, these people need help. And um, I felt like it was a great opportunity to come out and do something that's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. um, I mean, just kind of just bring some refuge to these people. Mm-hmm. Refuge. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that's, it's bigger than you, and uh-huh. you also say refuge, but you, one thing that we talk about all the time on the radio is family. family. You know, we call brother, we call each other brother. When you walk in the door, you're a brother to me. Yes, sir. And yes, we're sir. all family. Yes, and, sir. And, and you do what you can for your family. Yes, sir. You know? and, and, Bringing in more people. That's right. That's it, right. Into the family fold is important. Yes, as, sir. As far as not just the labor movement, but as far as economic justice, social mm-hmm, justice, mm-hmm. everything. Everything. And um, I like you said, um, those are my brothers and sisters down now. So, I mean, um, you do anything you can to help family, just like you suggested. And I was just like, hey, this is a great opportunity to go out and help somebody, to show some love. Uh I believe right now in this world, um, it's a lot of pain going on in this world. I mean, we have a pandemic going on. Um, we have people that has been labeled as essential workers. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and I think um, a lot of these essential workers have not been given the credit and the appreciation that they should have. So when they uh, called out for help, I mean, I was just honored. That somebody yeah. thought of me to come and help somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just grateful. And well, and, and you know, uh, 
more than anybody, you know, the we've seen the last the last year during this pandemic, the way that the meatpacking industry, mm-hmm. poultry industry mm-hmm. has really been exploited. Mm-hmm. These non-union plants have been extremely exploited. Extremely. So Amazon is has went through the same thing because we've uh-huh. seen Amazon shares go through the roof. Oh yeah. Workers having a struggle to keep up. Uh huh. Being under more stress. That's right. So and and you coming out of this type of industry, the meatpacking industry, mm-hmm. you understand completely about what kind of stress these workers are on without a voice on the job. That's right. Um I just it's just by the grace of God that we had a voice in our plan and um I spoke up uh, tremendously at our plant to make sure that um, we had the proper PPE, uh, that the people was being taken care of. And, um, you know, um, after you take care of home, uh, it's time to go out and help somebody else after you take care of home, you know what I mean, to try to spread that love. You know, like you said, these places that don't have a voice, I mean, who do they run to? Yeah. I mean, who can they call when, you know, the company is not uh, providing proper PPE and uh, just not concerned about their well-being? Uh, it, it's a pandemic going on, and like you said, Amazon with these workers, um, these workers are dedicated. Uh, they have sacrificed themselves just for Amazon profits to go out the roof. I mean, so what did they get out of it? Mm. That's what I'm wondering. Um, uh, what are what are they getting? Um, the last time I seen um, he made an extra billion dollars in the mm-hmm. last few months, and I'm like, um, could he share that with some of the workers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the trickle down? Where's the yeah. trickle down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people who really sacrificed from for him, I bet you, uh, the main bosses was at home safe mm-hmm. with their families. And uh, they workers are out here sacrificing not to just make sure they self have a job, but to make sure that Amazon as a unit c- continues to flow. Profit. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Birmingham right now, they're actually going to build another one uh, down here uh, where the old mall was at. So we see progress going on. But what are these workers benefiting from it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we appreciate of that a boys on the back. I mean, we appreciate that, you know, but sometimes you have to go a little bit farther than that, you know what yeah. I mean, to show the workers appreciation, you that, know. Yeah, attaboys ain't going to put no food on No, table. sir. No, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, I appreciate them every now and then, but uh-huh. uh, my stomach get to growling that a boy ain't going to do much yeah. for me. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, we got to um, we gotta just show some effort and, and appreciating these people, you know, like I said once before, um, I said, like you said, I come from the meat packaging plant, and um, I told them, now I see them appreciating the doctors, hmm. the nurses, and they acknowledging them all over the world, which they should be. Yeah. Hmm. They very well should be, but, but if you a lot of workers just putting food on our table. Yes, sir. Hmm. And, and and I was about to say, um, if you go to the doctor for starvation. That's nothing he can do about that. That's the meat packaging people. We provide that necessary entity that they need to fill their bellies. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? If the doctor tells you you're dying over starvation, then that means you need some food. If the meat packaging people and these people in these warehouses are not there doing their job, it's more than just a pandemic going on, you know? Yeah, it's, and it's important to talk about, you know, not just the wages, but also having that voice on the job, like you said, with PPE. Yes, sir. Things like th- things, non-monetary mm-hmm. things that 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 build up the the esteem of a worker, mm-hmm. being able to to stand toe to toe with the supervisor or mm-hmm. the manager and say, "I'm a, I'm your equal, mm-hmm. and we're going to discuss this mm-hmm. as men or women, mm-hmm. uh, what have you, and and have a say so in the workplace mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. have any way, mm-hmm. any other way." And I mean that's that's extremely. I I mean I I tell the people, the best thing that our union offer is a grievance procedure. Mm-hmm kind of provides job security, you know, because we can file an grievance procedure and we can go take it as far as and then anonymous person decides who's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. 
kinds of give you stability in, in your job because you have to remember this is a right-to-work state. Hmm. Your supervisor or management can come in and just say, hey, we no longer need you no more. Hmm. What can you do about it? Yeah. You have no protection. Yeah. I mean, you can fuss, kick, cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's nothing going to be done about it. But when you have a union, a voice, um, a person like myself, and you guys to speak out and say, "Hey, this is not right." Yeah. And, yeah. And, go ahead. and no, and, and you know the the what the union, what what workers in a union, you know, po- folks talk about greedy, lazy union workers. We ain't asking for nothing. No. Nothing. Cra- we're asking. To, like David said, that's a real simple thing, to be able to have the setup to sit toe-to-toe mm-hmm. and say, I'm your mm-hmm. equal. Like, yes. you know, it, with yes. a Christian worldview, everybody important. is equal. And that's, you know, that's it, it doesn't matter if you're a supervisor or a worker. And without a union, you don't have that kind of dynamic. No, and we're no, asking not. to be respected, have proper pay, safety procedures, a grievance right. procedure, job security. This ain't crazy stuff. No, it's not. It's not crazy at all. Actually, it's really human. I mean, we have to have these things, and um, you know, restorance of dignity. There's restorance of dignity where there ain't none. I mean, dignity, respect. I mean, um, you don't want your employer just to feel like he just has all this authority on the little bitty man. I mean, like the story of David and Goliath. Hmm. I mean, come on. I mean. Nobody actually knew before the fight happened that David was going to win. He's fighting a 10-foot giant. And, I mean, that's how your employer looks to you sometimes when you don't have a voice in there. I mean, what can you do? You have to do what he's saying. And it's important to point out when we talk about employer-employee, mm-hmm. if y'all all walk out of the of the, of the Wayne's Farm today, mm-hmm. how much chicken you think is getting put out the door? None. Yeah, that's so right. So where are these None. profits coming from? <laughs> all of these profits that everybody's making, and I'm not against profits. I right, think the company, right. We all know the company needs a profit yes, sir. in order for y'all to keep working. But yes, where sir. do these profits arrive from? Where are these profits derived from? They, the workers. The workers, you know? exactly. So the workers should have some type of say on mm-hmm. the floor on how these profits are being made. I mean, I'm just telling people this is the biggest secret that the companies don't want us to know mm-hmm. is that if we can unite as one, then we can control some things. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about it is the biggest secret is that if they don't, they don't want you to get on one accord because see, when people get on one accord, amazing things happen. Yep. If you read in in the Bible, every time they got on one accord, amazing things happen. And if these people in Amazon can just take note, uh, just to trust themselves and and not me, hmm. because I try to let them know that my heart is in it, but it's up to you. Hmm. And if you can get with your fellow worker and 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 make this bond some special can happen because amazon is just a building without the employees Mm -hmm. yeah well you mentioned it you said it ain't about you you Mm -hmm. said it's about them you're not going to be voting on their contract you're not going to be tell you you know you're not going to have a say on whether they go on strike no you're not going to have a say in none of that that's going to be completely up to them you're just telling them how it works we're coming up on a break we're going to bring you on for another segment and i want to talk to you about your experience with the union uh and what it means to you because you're a true believer obviously yes sir so i'm excited i want to hear more about your experience personally we'll be right right back this is the valley labor report all right all right, folks, we are back. This is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host David Story. We have at the RWDSU Union Hall in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, Big Mike. He is the vice president of the RWDSU local at Wayne Farms in Decatur, Alabama from our neck of the woods. And like I said, he has become more or less the face of of member organizing uh, for RWDSU for this Amazon drive. And, and, and one of the things that somebody mentioned that, that really makes this drive stick out uh, from other uh, big Southern organizing drives is that this is really member run. A lot of the other ones have been staff run. You are like really, you and some of the other local poultry plant workers, y'all are really, you, you know, spending a lot of your, your time and sweat and tears and effort into this 
And I think I think that makes a difference. So you're obviously a true believer. What made you a true? Wh- what did you experience that made you believe that unionization is going to help these workers? What has it done for you? Well, the uh, fact of the matter is, is that um, you know, um, I just it just uh, from myself. Um, what uh, has it have have it affected uh, in my plant in my company? And uh, I just want to bring this uh, down here to Bessemer so they can see uh, the advantages of having a union to have that support, um, to have that uh, bargaining agreement and everything down on paper. So because people don't understand when you don't have a, a legally binding agreement, the company can offer you some and take it away the next week. Mm. So when you when you don't have a bargaining when you have a bargaining agreement, you know nothing is gonna be taken away from you. It's guaranteed. Mm. So that's something awesome to have, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's something that we constantly talk about on the show. And if you if you've never been a union member, you don't know right. the importance of that contract. You know, we talk about we go and buy a car mm-hmm. or we go buy a house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these are some mm-hmm. of the biggest investments that mm-hmm. you'll make in your life. But your job is probably the biggest mm-hmm. investment you're mm-hmm. ever going to make in your life because it allows you to support your family. Mm-hmm. And 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 to not do that, to not have something in writing, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like the contract with the bank. If I went mm-hmm. in and said, I'm going to buy this house mm-hmm. and y'all are going to loan me the money, but I don't really care what the interest rate mm-hmm. is. I'm just going to buy it. Right. Well, then right. next week, all of a sudden, the bank says, okay, you owe us X amount of dollars, but now all of a sudden, we want 20% instead mm-hmm. of 10% mm-hmm. interest. I mean, what kind of mm-hmm. sense does this mm-hmm. make? And and, and and forming this union allows that exact same process to happen yes. to where it ties not just the company's hands, but our hands to say, okay, we're going to live up to your expectations. That is correct. Whatever the co- because constantly we get told the unions are nothing but greedy, out for ourselves, but the point, mm-hmm. the the fact is, that the contract not only ties our hands, it uh-huh. ties the company's hands. That's right. And so it it gives that company some stability and knowing, okay, mm-hmm. this is what they're guaranteeing they're mm-hmm. going to do, and mm-hmm. and it gives those workers this stability to say, okay, well, we mm-hmm. know this mm-hmm. is what has guaranteed, and so it brings this together on an equal playing field where yes, you have that ability to make plans. That's right. Out over your life and not just next week. That's right. And um, with the RWDSU uh, here with these guys, we are a family. You know what I mean? And um, we just not only want to um, help uh, the people at Amazon Bessemer, but uh, the community. Mm. I mean, that matters. You know, um, we feel like if we can get better, I mean, this plan is what they say, 5,800, 5,600, some, somewhere up in there. If we can help those people, that automatically helps the community. Mm-hmm. It helps their family to upgrade. I mean, we at the point now in life to where we're just tired of just being able to make it, to pay bills. Um, uh, they want to be able to take their family on a vacation someday. Yeah. Uh, not somewhere just for a fetch, but to Panama. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, somewhere like that. I mean, to get some enjoyment out of life. Um, you mm-hmm. just don't want to work all of your days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, we just trying to be a family, and 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 the fight is not just gonna stop here at Belsama, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. This fight got to go on nationwide, yep. everywhere. This is not the only facility that needs us. It's other people that is crying and reaching out for help also. Even the ones that are secretly whispering for help because they're scared. So I think it's important to, to revisit what you just said a while ago because I think it's important to bring in the community. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, mm-hmm. in, in your perspective, when these workers start earning a little bit more money, mm-hmm. start getting more benefits, you're mm-hmm. saying that money's going to flow out into the community. So so these folks at the corner stores that's going to – see a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The restaurant owners yes, are going to see a little bit more money yes, coming sir. in. The realtors is going to yes, see some sir. money coming in. Yes, they, sir. The car dealerships. Car dealerships. So, yes, so, so it's important to point out that all these folks that think they're sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. watching David and Goliath, uh-huh. 
they need to join in to the to the David side and say That's this right. is going to benefit us as well. Because in the long we run. all get the benefit, and, and and not just for the dealerships and the restaurants and all of that. Uh, maybe for that 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 grandma mm. that we may need to help, mm. or that auntie or that brother, because I have a few extra bucks now. I can help you out. And that takes pressure off the family Mm -hmm. because we all have family members that reach out sometimes that needs help that, uh, that monthly check that my grandma gets sometimes just not enough to make it through the month. You know what I'm saying? So with these people making extra money, they can do that. They can reach out. They can show love. I mean, it's just amazing things that happen, like I said, when we can come together. So and, you, well, you know, yeah, the, the, the opposite side of that, you know, if, if these workers are treated better, paid more fairly, it's going to help the community. The opposite side is that, you know, what if that money doesn't go to these workers and instead it goes to Jeff Bezos or whoever the new CEO is? Does he give the money to the, to, to the workers' grandma or no. the local realtors no. or the local businesses or anything like that? No, and, and you have to ask yourself and, and research Bessemer. Um, I looked and Bessemer is one of the most uh, poverty places in Alabama. Mm. Mm. Um. Um, uh, Bessemer is uh, mostly African American. Yep. Amazon is mostly African American. Uh, African Americans have been on the shorter end of the stick for a long time. So mm-hmm. it's about Black Lives Matter also. Mm-hmm. I'm pressing that movement every time I speak because it matters. And they're our family. And when I say ours, I'm not just talking about. Uh, African Americans I'm talking about other nationalities that's coming in and help just like you guys you guys are not African American but y'all support y'all help and we need that and I just feel like Amazon in the city of Bessemer is not paying attention to what's going on out here we have a billion dollar industry here in Bessemer that I believe they had received all type of tax breaks and all of this stuff. Yeah. Jeff Bezos doesn't need any money from anybody. Yeah. We could have used that money for the schools, yeah. for the homeless, to, to pro- provide things that this community need that they have been suffering for for so long. And I mean, we could have done better, made better decisions with this. So it leads me to believe why did um, Amazon consider to come to Belsimum? Yeah. yeah. You know? So. Yeah. yeah. And what you said a while ago is about Black Lives Matter. It's important for yes, all sir. the listeners to understand. Yes, sir. It says all lives matter. All, all lives do matter. Do matter. But all lives will matter when black lives start yes, mattering sir. as Amen. well. And when we Amen, stand in sir. solidarity with yes, these sir. brothers and sisters yes, that's struggling that's and struggling right. and say, we're going to bring y'all up. That's right. We're going to do everything we can to extend a hand hey. to y'all, help y'all out, yes, sir. and let's, let's all become equal. Because so long as we have a, a, a group of people being oppressed, uh-huh. and constantly we hear people talk about if they don't like it, they uh-huh. should get a different job. This uh-huh. ain't the mentality That's to not have. The mentality no, to have. we got to have these people doing these jobs. Yes, sir. So let's support them yes, to sir. get a better wage, to yes, get sir. a better health benefits, to get better vacation. Yes, yes. It's just it makes common sense. Yes, that was awesome. That was awesome. I, I, I truly believe that. And um, when I hear people say, when people say Black Lives Matter, then you hear somebody say, No, all lives matter. It makes me think about the person that you are. Yeah. I'm not saying your life don't matter, but I'm speaking up for the oppressed. Yeah. You're not being oppressed, so you're okay. But these people that are oppressed are led to doing things that, I mean, violent, Mm. crime rate is high, and Bessemer has one of the highest crime rates it is in the state of Alabama. So, I mean, come on, if we could uh, provide um, more finances and help people out, I guarantee you the crime rate rate will drop. Yeah. Where you you have poverty, that crime rate is always high. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we can provide... People got to have something. They got to have something. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly right. There There are just so many... You know, when we talk about trickle down, mm-hmm. like 
better pay and working conditions for workers is the real trickle down. You're actually going to start trick. It's going to trickle into the community. Yes. The way to trickle yes. into the community is not to make sure that Bezos has another billion dollars. <laughs> yes. Brother Mike, thank you so much. Hey. This is uh, we appreciate your time. You're hey. listening to the Valley Labor Report. We're going to be talking to Randy Hadley and Joshua Brewer on the other side of this break. Folks, stay tuned. Folks, this is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison. Here is my co-host, David Story. We are uh, bringing you our, our uh, you know, big show on the, the Amazon campaign down here in Bessemer. We are live from the RWDSU Local Union Hall in Birmingham, Alabama. And now, uh, for this segment, we have got the president of the local union, Brother Randy Hadley. We have got the lead organizer on the campaign, Joshua Brewer. We And we have got uh, the workers from Amazon here again, uh, just in case they had anything else to add, uh, Daryl Richardson and Jennifer Bates. We are so excited y'all took the time to talk to us. Um, David, their mic is good, right? Yeah, their okay. mic is good. All right, Glad so, you know... Uh, Randy, what were y'all's thoughts when uh, uh, Daryl and Jennifer and, and the other folks from Amazon came to you to, to talk to you about organizing? Well, uh, they reached out to us and said there's having a lot of issues out there at the facility. And uh, we met with them several times, Josh and myself and uh, the Secretary Treasurer, Alan Gregory. And uh, then we started having committee meetings with other people. And uh, I tell people this all the time. When you organize a union, you organize it because you need the right to have a way to redress issues and not just because of wages and benefits. And they were being mistreated, disrespected every day. People were having to work, COVID running wild in there. The company wasn't doing anything to help them. They wasn't being honest with them. So we sat down, we met with them, and then we started putting a program together, a plan together. And I'll be honest with you, at first... We thought, well, we don't know if we can get this done. So uh, Josh and myself, uh, you know, he's like a, he's kind of like a son to me. Me and him, we argue a lot, but at the end of the day, we love each other, you know. Yeah. And we've had a lot of disagreements in this, but we come together and we put this plan together, and we've done it the old-fashioned way and the new way in organizing. And I can tell you right now, uh, the committees we've got with us. Daryl and them have done a fantastic job for us, and uh, we really believe we've got a, a super chance in bringing this home. And uh, the company has hired all these union busters to come out there and tell lies and give disinformation, and we've stayed on top of that. Uh, we've got Josh, I'm going to let him uh, tell you what they've got going on with that as far as the phone banking and stuff. But we actually showed up there around October the 20th, I believe, or 21st, and we never left. We've been at that gate every day. And uh, I told them, I said, look, this is David going after Goliath. And you have got to hit Goliath in the nose every day. Every morning, every evening, you've got to keep hitting him and punching him and punching him. And uh, we've done that to Amazon and trying to get the truth out. And we've done that. We've been, and we've been successful in it, we believe. But... Uh, we could never have done this without all these organizers and all these committee people. And I'm excited about it. I've been in the labor movement for 43 years. I probably organized more workers in the Southeast United States than any other organizer. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, this is the most exciting one that I've ever been on. And I've been on some good ones. Yeah. I, had, I had a guy on, on Twitter this past week ask, why is it that RWDSU went after the Amazon in Alabama. You know, un, uh, just probably one of the most ignorant questions that I've heard in quite some time, and I just thought to myself, well, this is apparent that this guy isn't in the labor movement because if you've been following what y'all have done in the Mid-South Council, the Mid-South Council is one of the strongest there is, and y'all have really, really been been putting in the hours to to bring in workers into the labor movement and have that voice on the job. Yeah, and you, and you know obviously the implication with that question is that oh it can never happen it's Alabama Alabama's backwards Alabama's racist Alabama ain't, there ain't no solidarity there and you know there's like that that one of the kicks that I, that I get on the soapboxes that I get on is that you know like Alabama is you know like racist to our roots but what else are we you know the South is the governor standing at the uh, schoolhouse door keeping them from uh, keep, keeping the black folks from going to school but 
Alabama and the South is also the little black girl going into school. It is the fight. It is the revolutionary spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. It is all of these things. And, you know, just because we're complicated doesn't mean that we can be cast aside. And, I mean, that's, it's just, it, 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 it infuriates me when I see, you know, folks, you know, coastal elite liberals, like, throwing us off like we ain't no good. I mean, it, it really, but, but anyway, you know, Josh, what have you seen with this, uh, with this campaign and, and like, what's it been like to be a part of this effort? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think to what you're saying is a hundred percent correct. I think, um, the idea of, of movement, not just among people of color in the South, but among working people in the South in the last 10 years, um, this is not something that came out of nowhere. I was quoted in an article yesterday saying that, that um, if you think that this came out of nowhere, it's because you're not paying attention. It's because you haven't been watching. Um, uh, working people, um, primarily in the South, have had enough. Uh, they've been very clear about that, and we've had some of the largest organizing victories that Randy alluded to um, down here to, to show that. And, and, um, and so, you know, I, for me, it, it's just been about being a part of a movement and um, really kind of seeing what a, a handful of people when they reach out, reached out in, uh, over the late summer months and, and, and how a handful of people that just said, we've had enough and we're going to take this into our own hands and we're going to stand up. And it doesn't matter who, uh, who knows about it and it doesn't matter if the, if the boss knows about it, we're going we're gonna to take this fight. And I think, you know, to watch that grow into thousands and thousands of people in Bessemer, Alabama, standing together, um, you know, it's 2021. It's hard to get anybody to decide on anything together. Uh, there's so much division. And so to see this happening, uh, you know, in Bessemer, yes, it's, it's surprising. I understand that for, for the nation. But for us, it isn't. For us, we see this every day. Um, for us, this is just another um, uh, part of the movement that, that has been going on in the South for, to your point, for a very long time. And, and, and so we've got a lot of work to do. We know that. Uh, the numbers show that, right? Um, this isn't something that we have to have opinions of. People are struggling, and they're struggling in Alabama. And so uh, just to take part of this and to, to really just watch what these, these, these employees at Amazon are doing, um, not just for their coworkers, but for coworkers across the country um, and for people in the South. You know, it's inspiring is not enough of a word for it. You know? And I think it's important to point out, you know, and, and Big Mike said it a while ago. You said it earlier about the love, about having it in your heart. And it's something that a lot of people up in, uh, like, like Jacob said, the coastal areas, the, the liberal elites love to play down. But I think what we've seen in the last 20, 30, 40 years in Alabama is a, a resurrection of that spirit that's been lost. We've been oppressed and exploited. And it's not just black folks. It's not just white folks. It's not our brown brothers and sisters. It's not female or male. And I think, I hope, and, and this drive shows it, when everybody starts working together, we're all equal, right. you know, and especially under the eyes of, of the Lord, mm -hmm. everyone's equal. Right. And this what we, that's what y'all are doing. Mm -hmm. That's what we're all doing is trying to restore that equality and stand together as one group and say, we're, we're done. We're done taking this. But it, the, the, to, 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 to come back to that, it's all about love. And I think a lot of people outside the labor movement don't understand the passion that we all have for each other. And that's important to point out. No, I think, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, it, it, just for myself, I, I worked in the ministry before this work. I, I worked with youth. I worked as a youth pastor for many years. And, and for me, this is just an extension of that. I, I, you know, I, I think you nailed it on the head. It's a family. Um, it's about people coming together with common interests and, and trying to make something better for themselves. And, and that's biblical. It's, 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 it, is, it is in our roots in the South. And, and for me, um, I think a lot of people have stolen that yeah. uh, and, yeah. used, and used our faith and our religions in, in ways that have harmed people for way too long. Um, and if you, you know, I like to say, pay attention to the words in red and, and go back and read those words in red. And I think when you read them, you'll see that coming against what these folks are doing um, is coming against those words in red. And yeah. so... I can't put it any more, any more plain yeah, than well, that. When you said that you believe this work is an extension of your ministry, mm -hmm. I just had a deja vu moment. The, the president of my national union said the exact mm -hmm. same thing mm -hmm. a few months ago on this show. The, the president of my national union came out of Anniston, Alabama, the Anniston Army Depot. He was the first black uh, uh, president of that local. He said he got, you know, 
bricks and, and cat urine and, and feces left on his door. And sure. he had folks turn in their union cards because they couldn't stand. And this was in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Sure. Sure. You know, but he, but and he was a preacher down there, and uh, and and he he said that exact same thing. This is an extension of my ministry, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important to 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 tease out and, and to understand for folks that may not that that may have come from a different kind of interpretation or faith tradition uh, within sure. uh, the Christian context. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, how 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 does that how, how does what they've said resonate with y'all as the workers? In Amazon, you know, uh, Jennifer and, and Daryl had, you know, um, how does how does it's all yeah it's on, um, you know I mean how, what are y'all thinking about what what they've said? Well, I totally agree with um, what they both said. It's 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 been a long ride and we got a little while to go, but we're gonna stay in the race and um, our faith that keeps us here, and um, it's all about standing firm on something that. I think Alabama didn't think would ever happen because of being so um, suppressed and afraid to come out to talk or afraid to talk about the issues that are going on in um, in the on the jobs, you know. So I, I totally agree with what they're saying. In my feelings, like you said, Jacob, it ain't all about black life, mm-hmm. like you guys said. Everybody lives matter. Everybody, everybody needs something better. Everybody needs change. Everybody wants better pay and the opportunity to, to have job security. Sure. It's about everybody, not like you said, black, green, blue, whoever, what color you might be. Mm. Yeah, but we, but, but at the same time, it's important. It's important to br- embrace and bring everybody in, right. all working together, all making a stand together, all in solidarity, and that's something that 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 the union brings in that you don't have. Uh, it, you know, the the one thing that we talk about constantly is the company is organized. Mm-hmm. They have higher level managers, they have mid level managers, they got floor level supervisors, and they have a plan on how they're going to make sure that these workers, y'all, are constantly being push, push, push. And without that organization on the other side, there's no way to fight. There's no way to fight the company's organization, you know. But when you when you build that union, when you build those committees, build that solidarity, and you start laying that groundwork and, and building that pyramid, then all of a sudden you've got that ability to come in and stand toe-to-toe as equals with your manager and say, this is what we think we should do, and this is what we are going to do. Whether you like it or not, this is what's best for the company. And there's no and and make no mistake about it, the workers don't want to see the company fall. They want to see the company profit just like everybody else does, but they also the they are the closest to the work. So they y'all understand exactly what needs to be done to keep this productivity level high and for y'all to to, to help benefit the company as well. You know, one uh one thing that I uh, heard the other day, I was out online. Somebody come up there and they said, "Hey, Randy, uh, Amazon's scared to death of of you and the union." And I said, "No, Amazon's not scared of me and the union. Amazon is scared of you and your coworkers yes. coming together, empowering yourself." Mm-hmm. And then let me explain. Once we win, mm-hmm. Bessemer, Alabama, this is going to send a wave all the way across the country. It's mm-hmm. it's. And Amazon has spent millions of dollars trying to silence everybody out at Amazon. They've, they've hired some of the best union busters I've ever came across. They've, uh, they've created more lies and everything. But I can assure you that when we come together as one and we are empowered and we have it, it's going to be a wave. And, it's going to, and let me tell you something. It's going to be earth-shaking. And the politicians are going to wake up. They won't wake up because the politicians need to be supporting the workers, not just at Amazon, but all throughout the country to make sure that they're taken care of. Yeah. And that's, you know, I told this to people, you know, uh, and, and I'm going to get on my soapbox now. But at the end of the day, the labor movement as well, people that like me, we have to get up and we have to go to work and work harder than we've ever worked before to educate people about what we are about. Yeah. All right.
right, folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, here with my co-host David Story. We just wrapped up a fantastic show. We talked to uh, Daryl Richardson and Jennifer Bates, both workers at Amazon. We talked to Big Mike, one of the RWDSU worker organizers, actually the vice president of the local union at Wayne Farms in Decatur. Uh, we talked to Randy Hadley, the president of the Mid-South Council here. We talked to Joshua Brewer, the, or, uh, the lead organizer on this campaign. If you missed any of the show, you can go back and uh, watch it later. Uh, we are on YouTube at the Valley Labor Report. I highly suggest going back and watching it. Really, really good stuff. If you missed it or if you're coming in late and only kept, caught part of it, uh, definitely do that. Like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, as as would be the case, you know, it was funny. It it was not the intent. It wasn't our intent when we started this to come down the path of religion and come down the path of uh of the to 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 blend those two together. But it just goes to show you where the, the where the labor movement is, and that you know years ago it started in the churches and it right. started in places like that. And, and, and I, you know, and, and importantly, it was important to point out that it's, it's coming back to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's exactly right. You know, the labor movement is, um, the labor movement is where the workers are. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of workers are religious. I mean, I thought, you know, Josh, I had no idea that he was a, he, he was a, a preacher in, in a past life, so to speak. And, and that he said, I mean, seriously, I was like, you know, wow, this is the exact same thing that Brother Kelly, the president of my national union, said, uh, you know, and he, he came up from came up from Alabama and and uh, he, he's a preacher and he's saying the exact same thing that this that this lifting up the, uh, you know, the poor and oppressed. This is an extension of my ministry and God's word. And that is that's really. That's really That's powerful. powerful. That's powerful. And it's and it's important to let all the viewers and listeners out there know what, what Brother Hadley said when we went out into the last commercial break. Not if not if we win this campaign we're moving on, but when we win this campaign, the rest of Amazon better watch out. Because it's spreading like wildfire. Well, and that's exactly another thing that Brother Randy said. He's not that the Amazon ain't scared of him and the union, so to speak. They're scared of workers coming together and demanding their worth, coming together and demanding dignity and respect, and saying, saying, I deserve more than poverty wages. I deserve more than two breaks per 12-hour shift. I deserve to be able to look my supervisor in the eye and as equals and have a conversation about what we're going to do, uh, a conversation, you know, to be able to negotiate the terms of my employment as a human being. I mean, this is, I mean, this is just, the, that's what Amazon is scared of. You know, it ain't it ain't you know Randy or the quote unquote the union. It's it's workers. Workers are the union, and them realizing that they can they can have more and they deserve more and they can get more. That's what Amazon and every other corporation that tries to tell you that you're only worth so much. That's what they're scared of. Well, you know, it goes back to the same thing that we always say: change is not going to come from the top down. The only time you're going to see change come is when everybody starts banding together and you can talk about politics all you want and whether the right's going to help us or whether the left's going to help us or whether this person's going to help us. But the fact is when we all start banding together, and when I say we all, I say the working class, the working class of the United States. And it, you may be surprised if you're listening that you fall into the working class. Yeah if you work for a living and earn a wage. But when we all start standing together, you don't need politicians anymore. You don't need somebody looking out for you because we demand what we want at the grassroots level. And, and most of the time we'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. Um, I, I, you know, 
talking about uh, uh, when we get organized, we're not we're, we're not going to need to ask for we're not going to need to ask for you know uh, this person or that person or this group or that group to help us. We'll be helping our, ourselves. You know, we'll, we'll be helping ourselves to the value of our labor. Yeah. We'll be helping ourselves to the value that we created. We'll be taking more of the profit that we created back from the boss and from the corporations. And I mean, you know, that uh, going back to something that, that, that Big Mike said, you know, when we when it helps the, these workers, these 5,800 workers, 5,800 workers here in Bessemer, if they all get a dollar an hour raise or $2 or 3 or 4 or $5 an hour raise, that is nearly 6,000 people. That is going to be a, an enormous ripple effect across the community for everybody, yeah. for their family, for their churches, for their businesses. And the alternative is that Jeff Bezos gets that. Yeah, or it goes. Yeah, I mean, the the alternative is it goes into somebody's bank account, right. and they can they can gamble it in 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 yeah. the stock market that we've seen the last. You know, it, the the alternative is somebody else gets richer, and we all continue right. to get poorer. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's the only alternative. Either workers get what they deserve, or more of what they what deserve, they make, what they make. Or somebody else in some far off land gets to gets to hide it in 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 the Cayman Islands or something. And and you know I think I think everybody knows what is better for our communities. It's obvious. It's obvious when when workers in their communities have more power, have more buying power, have, feel better about themselves, they'll be able to do a better job, and their communities are going to be better. And you know, like Brother Randy said, this is uh, when when we win here. This is just the beginning of the fight. We're gonna, we're, you know, we're gonna keep fighting, and we're gonna keep fighting for workers across this state and across this country and across the world. And uh, you know, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got a world to win. And yeah, and for for everybody that's out there listening uh, on the radio, you know, you're if you want to follow us, and for y'all that are listening and watching on Facebook and YouTube. When we wrap up here, we're, we'll be done with the show in just a few minutes. When we wrap up here, we're going to set up at the community rally for, for RWDSU and for the Amazon workers. So in a couple of hours, we'll be going live over there, mm-hmm. uh, talking to anybody that wants to come out and talk to us. So uh, they're all in Bessemer, Alabama at the at, uh, it's at the Circle K there right off of... Uh, I-20 in Bessemer, Alabama, on Academy Drive. We'll be set up there until, I think, what is it, 6 o'clock today? 4 to 6? Yeah, the, the rally ends at 6. I imagine we're going to we're gonna stay there a little bit after the rally, just, just chit-chatting and stuff. So, But, but yeah, it's, it's from 445 to 6. And uh, if you need the exact address, you can go to the Alabama AFL-CIO's Twitter page. Uh, and, and they've got, you know, they've got a, a flyer up there. Um, uh, Beham DSA on Twitter also has a flyer. Uh, so you can find more information there on Twitter. Uh, for folks that, that, that don't, that aren't going to be able to make it to the community rally, but that are listening on the radio again, I'm just going to give another shout out, uh, uh, right here at the end, because I think it's important. I think they're doing good work. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the North Alabama DSA is holding a necessities drive. It's going to be every Saturday, and that means this Saturday, too, from 3 to 5 p.m. at the IBEW Local 558 Union Hall on Clinton Avenue, right across from Yellowhammer and Campus 805 in Huntsville. So if you're in the area and you want to drop off some clothes, some non-perishable food items, blankets, stuff like that. PPE. PPE, then swing by the IBEW Union Hall right across from Yellowhammer and Campus 805 from 3 to 5 p.m. this Saturday and every Saturday. Follow at DSA North Alabama on Twitter for more information. Folks, this has been the Valley Labor Report. Follow us on Twitter, social media. We're going to be going live later in the day, live streaming the community rally, talking to some more folks. We will see you in a few hours and next week.